0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast. Making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Sunday, February the 6th, 2022. It is currently 4.45 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church, located right here in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Now, before I say anything, before I do anything else in this broadcast, I want you to think about the title of a children's book written in the 1970s. The title of this book is Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Now, it's a children's book. It's only like 34 pages long. I would challenge you this week, find a copy of Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Now you may be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is this is this is a Bible study exercise program. And you're telling me that this week you want me to go find Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Yes, I want you to go find that book. All right, find it. All right. If you need to, if you need to purchase it, you can find it on Amazon for a Kindle for like $6. It shouldn't be that much. You can probably find it at a library. You can probably find it free online. Read a children's book this week. You will see why. Because this week we are going to be looking at the spiritual pitfall of hard times, the spiritual pitfall of difficult times, the spiritual pitfall of when we experience a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Or when we experience a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad month, or when we experience a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad year, or when we experience terrible, horrible, no good, very bad childhood, whatever the case may be, whenever we experience some difficult, hard, trying, troubling times, that is a spiritual pitfall. You're, you're, you're living your Christian life, and when everything is going great, and you're having a great day, a wonderful day, an awesome month, an awesome year, your spiritual life may be at one level, but when all of a sudden that that day, that month, that week, that year turns into a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad, whatever period of time you want to place there, sometimes our spiritual life... Goes from everything seeming to be going well to while we crash and we find ourselves in a pit and we are trapped spiritually. We are not advancing spiritually. We're not growing. We're actually going backwards. And it can be devastating to our spiritual life. And we can find ourselves making some really bad decisions, thinking some really bad thoughts, and putting ourselves in some very bad positions spiritually and doing great damage to not only ourselves spiritually, to others, to the name of Christ. And it can be very, very, dangerous, and detrimental. What do you do when you experience hard times? Now, I say all of that to introduce you to your new week of Bible study. This week, we are going to be studying the concept of hard times and the text of scripture that we're going to be studying this week. and, and, And to get us to this concept of hard times is Genesis chapter 41, verses 28 through 32 and 47 through 54. Genesis chapter 41, verses 28 through 32 and 47 through 54. But what I really want you to do before you even read Genesis 41 is I really, and you think I'm joking, I want you to read Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. And here's the reason I want you to read it. That's a children's book. So this is a children's book explaining about this this child by the name of Alexander, well, what did he do? How did he handle his terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day? Does the book offer any solution, any insight, any instruction? Hey, kids, when you go through a horrible, no good, very bad day, remember what Alexander did. What does he do in the book? What's the message of the book? What is the lesson of the book? I know you're thinking, well, that's ridiculous. No, it's not, because this explains how the world, in a sense, tells children how to handle it. And if you, if, whether you, whether you know it or not, you have a theology of hard times. You have a theology of difficult times. You have a philosophy of hard times. When difficult times come into your life, there's things you tell yourself. When other people are experiencing hard times, there's things you will tell them. You have a theology, you have a a philosophy about hard times. The question is, is it a biblical one? Is it a Christian one? Um, I mean, sometimes parents will tell kids when they're having a horrible, (laughs) no good, very bad day, a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. A lot of times parents will just say, you know, wonderful things, comforting things like, hey, you're just going to have to learn life's not always fair. Things don't always go the way you want. You're just going to have to deal with it. You're just going to have to deal with it, all right? And, and, the, and the military. Now, some may find this phrase uh, to be somewhat offensive. I don't, I don't want to say anything that would offend anyone, but I'm going to say it because this, I was told this all the time in the military. No matter how bad it got, no matter if, it, if things were going bad, no things were going horrible, it would just be suck it up. Suck it up. Or they would say, embrace the suck. Embrace it. Just embrace how bad it is. Just deal with it. In other words, just suck it up, move on, get over it, right? Stop whining about it, start complaining about it. Or they would say something wonderful like, look, if the military wanted you to have a great day, they would have issued you one. Clearly you didn't get issued a great day today. So get over it, move on. The mission before your comfort, the mission comes first just move on. Now, that 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 may sound all like tough and woo. Yeah. But does does it does it really work? Does it really help? What what what's your philosophy when you're having a horrible time, a terrible time? Now, terrible time could be something dramatic and tragic or it could just be those normal every inconvenient things that happen. And this is very relevant because if you go back and listen to the not uh, what two live broadcasts ago, I said what what do you do when things go wrong on a Sunday? And I mentioned Alexander and the terrible horrible no good very bad day. So I had I've had today a very bad day. Things have not gone the way I wanted to. I tell you everything about it in that broadcast. You can go listen to it. So this is a so it's perfect that I went through a really bad day and then turn on the microphone and say, Hey guys, this week we're going to study how to deal with hard times <laughs> after I've demonstrated that I don't know how well I've actually handled today's hard times. Now I get hard times can be something. Ho- I want to make sure we understand that because sometimes the mentality as well. And a lot of times parents will say, oh, you think you've got it bad? Well, look at look at a kid who lives in this country. They've got it worse. I I don't know if always pointing to someone else having it worse fixes your horrible no good. I don't know. Is that the biblical solution? Hey, when you think life is bad, remember, it could be worse. I mean, like, how far do you take that, right? Like, how bad does it have to be before you're like, okay, it's pretty bad. Okay, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Like, I mean, you broke your leg. Well, but you didn't get it amputated. So, so get over it. It's not that bad. I mean, like how, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, hey, my boyfriend just broke up with me. Well, get over it. Get over it. Because I mean, at least you're still alive. I mean, like, I I don't know if that is always a good solution, but that, but sometimes these philosophies come out uh, even from the mouth of Christians. Is that a biblical one? So, so we're going to be talking about hard times. If you look at the Bible study curriculum, and please note, if you're new to the Bible study exercises, the Bible study exercises are designed, not just so that I teach you, that's not the goal here. It's to get you involved in the actual study of God's word. And we have curriculum. It's free to you if you want it. Just email me, newsif at yahoo.com. I simply send you a link. You sign up. You never have to talk to me ever again. You never have to email me ever again. And every week, the new curriculum is available. It's right there, all right? And this week's curriculum is called The Pitfall of Hard Times, all right? This is session four, The Pitfall of Hard Times, all right? All right. And then uh, it says the point, trust God to see you through any crisis. The passage, Genesis 41, 28 through 32, 47 through 54. Now let's read the the passage of Scripture, or the passages of Scripture, I should say. The first one is Genesis 41, verse, if I said 38, I apologize, verse 28 to 32. Genesis chapter 41, start in verse 28. All right. I'm going to go to verse 25. All right. So Joseph is brought before Pharaoh. Now, if you if if you if you know, if you don't know the story, if you're just joining us, we've been in the book of Genesis now for a couple of weeks. Uh, Joseph was the favorite son. Next thing you know, his brothers hate him. They try to they 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 think about killing him. They throw him in a pit. They sell him. Joseph ends up a slave. Then he gets falsely accused of rape, basically thrown into prison. He's been in prison. Then he gets forgotten in prison. And finally, after all of this situation, Joseph finds is brought before Pharaoh because everybody remembers, oh yeah, Joseph can interpret dreams. He, he can understand the dream and, and the Pharaoh's been having dreams. So Genesis 41, we'll start in verse 25. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one. God hath showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good kine are 7 years and the seven good ears are 7 are 7 years. The dream is one. And the seven thin and ill-favored kine that come up after them are 7 years and the seven empty years blasted with the east wind shall be 7 years of famine. Uh, That is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt, and there shall arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land." Verse 31, and the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of the famine following, for it shall be very grievous. And for that, the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. So basically Joseph shows up and says, okay, Pharaoh, you had a dream. And here's your dream. There's going to be seven great years and there's going to be seven absolutely horrible, difficult years. There's going to be seven years of hard times. Or, borrowing from the idea that I've used, there's going to be seven years that are terrible, horrible, no good, and very bad. There's going to be terrible, horrible, no good, very bad seven years, and they are coming. They are coming. All right, so Pharaoh is told this in a dream, God uses Joseph to interpret the dream to Pharaoh so that they all know what is going to happen. Now, the Bible study guide wants us to skip from verse 32 down to verse 47. Down to verse 47. And here we read this. All right, we'll go to verse 46 for context. All right, so that for verse 28 to 32 in chapter 41, then they want us to jump down to, I'm gonna say verse 46. And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. And in the seven plenteous years, Uh, the earth brought forth by handfuls. And he gathered up all the food of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt and laid up the food in the cities, the food of the field, which was round about every city laid he up in the same. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea very much until he left numbering for it was without number. Verse 50, And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine, all right so he has he has uh uh he has two sons before the famine all right uh then Joseph it uh, talks about the names of his son names of his children all right and then it says and then it names the second one right so you can just you can read all of that all right but i want to focus here verse 53 and the seven years of plenty plentiousness that was in the land of egypt were ended and seven years of dearth began to come according to Joseph and as Joseph had said, and the dearth was in all lands, but all the land of Egypt there was bread. There was bread. Now, there's a lot, a lot of things I want you to do this week, but here's your assignment. Remember the the introductory the introductory message. I always just give you some assignments. And then we'll go back through these texts and and look at them in more detail. But I just want you to see, Pharaoh has a dream. And the dream is that there's going to be seven good years, seven bad years. Joseph, during the seven good years, he gathers and gathers and gathers and stores and stores. He has some children born to him. You can read about all of that. And then the bad years come and they're horrible. But there is plenty, right? Right. Because seven, that once the seven years of dearth, once the seven years of famine, once the seven years of everything going really bad, when the seven years of hard times show up, I love this. Just as Joseph had said, the dearth was in all the land, but in all the land of Egypt, there was bread. And when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, go into Joseph, what he saith you to do. And the famine was over the face of the earth. And Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold them to the Egyptians. And the famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt. And all the countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to buy corn because that the famine was so sore in all lands. So everywhere else that people are starving, but they can go to Egypt because Joseph has prepared for it. He has stored up and he's ready to deal with the hard times. Because he listened and followed God's directions and understood the dream that God obviously is seen as being the one given to Pharaoh, all right? Very simple, very straightforward story, all right? Now, I want you to just spend some the, the time this week reading Genesis 41. You can just read Genesis 41, 28 to 54 if you want, 28 to 54, or 28 to 56. Just, re, just read that section, and the minimum five times, Read it five times. That, that, that's, that's simple. Just read it. Just read it. And then here's what I want you to do. All right. You ready? The first thing I want you to do is I want you to find five verses that speaks of the certainty of hard times. I want you to find five verses in the Bible that seems to speak of the certainty that you are going to experience hard times in this life. Because that is likened unto me, like, here's the dream that Pharaoh has. Hard times are coming. All right. I want you to have five Bible verses just out. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to create, think of this as a a hard times storehouse. We're, we're going to open the storehouse and we're going to store some things in this storehouse that we can open up when hard times come. And the first thing I want you to do when you, when hard times come is I want you to open up the storehouse. I want you to open up the, the place where you've been storing everything up so that you can make it through these seven years of hard times. And the first thing I want you to see is five verses that say, Hey, look, what is happening is not uncommon. The Bible said it was going to happen. You should already be ready for it. Look, if the one thing I love about the Bible is that in no way, shape, or form pretends that things are going to be wonderful and great in this life. The Bible makes it very clear that suffering is going to, even to those who are believers, Joseph hasn't done anything wrong, and he's been sold into slaves. slavery, falsely accused, and was in prison. All right, so clearly hard times can come upon God's people. It, it's shown throughout the Bible, over and over and over. There's not this idea you become a Christian and hard times now can't get to you. Job was a, a man that was perfect and upright, but guess what? Hard times came upon him. Hard times is a part of life. I need you to find five verses that just really seem to articulate that we can expect we should be prepared for difficult times. Difficult things are coming. It's a part of living in a fallen world. Five verses that seem to indicate that. You may find some that are explicit in saying it, and you may find others that seem to imply it. Just find five, right? If you say you can't find five, five, find as many as you can, and I want you to let, please let me know the five you find, because we're probably going to borrow, we're going to use at least one of them as a memory verse for this week. And that'll be placed on the Bible memory app. And the Bible memory app is free as well. If you want to, want to memorize scripture with us, email us at newsif at yahoo.com and I'll tell you how to do that. But five verses, I really want, I, I cannot stress to you the importance of this. All right, this is one of the things I wish, I I wish when I first became a Christian, I wish discipleship 101, you know what I wish would have been taught the first day of discipleship 101? Hard times are coming. Difficult times are coming. Bad times are coming. It's gonna be painful. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be difficult. Don't be shocked. Don't be dismayed. Don't be shaken. Don't fall into a spiritual pit because I was saved for a very short period of time. And the next thing I know, Bad things happen. Boom, everything goes crazy in my home. I have to live with a different family because of how bad things are. And then boom, my mom dies and I'm a teenager. Suddenly out of nowhere, she's dead, like gone. Wednesday, she's there. Basically Friday, she's gone for all practical purposes. Never got to reconcile with my mom completely. it just a horrible situation. Horrible situation. And things didn't get better from then on. Things, I, I, it just things went from downhill, 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 down. I mean, just things, just a downward spiral continually. It felt like for seven years. It felt like for seven years. If I would have been prepared for that, I wouldn't have been so destroyed but I was literally destroyed by it. Because I wasn't prepared for it. Because it, it, it's like one of the things you just, you have to know in your Christian life. Problems are coming. Right? It, it's coming. That, that's true of everyone. Saved and unsaved. Now, some people's lives experience less trouble than others. But you just still need to be prepared for it. Because some kind of trouble is coming. Some way, shape, or form. May not be as bad as the person across the street. But really that's irrelevant because you're not the person across the street. So their experience doesn't say a lot of, I know you can say, well, I'm not, I'm not suffering as much as they are. What has that got to do with it? You're not them, you're you. So your experience is what you feel. That's what you know. So the question is though, you've got to be prepared for it. So we need five verses, five verses that, that tell us it's coming, right? And that is likened unto this story of Pharaoh being told bad times are coming right? Second thing I want you to do, I want you to find five verses that tell you, that would help you prepare for hard times. Five verses that would really be very beneficial in helping you prepare for difficult times. Like, man, I, I, I need these verses to prepare me. That is likened unto Joseph going, okay, well, we're going to have seven good years. During these seven good years, I'm going to store up so that when everything goes bad, I can open up the storehouse and we've got everything. I want you to find five verses that will help you prepare for those difficult times that, that you need to memorize in your brain so that when the, when the bad time comes, you're like, okay, well, there's five verses. They told me it was coming. And now here's five verses that I've been memorizing and memorizing and memorizing to prepare me for this very moment. It's, 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 it's to prepare me. Like in the military, oh, you know, constantly we were playing war. Military, you know, wartime exercises to prepare us for when everything goes horribly wrong. When everything goes horribly wrong, we are prepared. We know what to do. Well, it's the same thing here. Prepare five verses that prepares you for bad times. Now you could say, well, the five verses about it coming would prepare. I know, but I'm trying to separate these out a little bit because I want you to have the five that just tells you it's on its way. Just that it's, it, you just have to, it's guaranteed. And then five verses to help you prepare. And then five verses. Now we may have trouble finding enough of these verses. We may have trouble finding all of these and then try to find, and I'm just saying five. That's the, that's the maximum. There can be, there can be a, a fewer number. Only if there's two or three in every category, that's okay. Just make them as strong verses as possible, all right? So f- try to find a maximum of five guaranteeing you suffering is coming, that you should expect it. Five that you would use to prepare you for the suffering and then five verses maximum of verses that will help you endure the suffering five verses to remember during five verses to help you when everything is going bad when the famine shows up when everyone is starving five verses when you're in the midst of it five verses to prepare you and five verses to help you in the midst of it because i want to liken that to what happens here in this passage Joseph has a dream, or or Pharaoh has a dream, I should say. Joseph is called in to interpret the dream, and and it's very simple. All right, bad, here's what's coming. Seven years of good is coming. Great. Seven years of bad is coming. And then he makes sure it's understood that during the seven years of good, we've got to prepare and save so that we can be ready for the bad. And when the bad happens, he opens the storehouse, and he's ready to go, and there's bread in Egypt. Well, when the famine comes, there needs to be bread. And that bread is God's word. God's word is the bread. It is our, is our spiritual food. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of, God, mouth of God. You need the bread of God's word when everything goes bad. God's word tells you suffering is coming. God's word gives you scriptures that should help prepare you for that coming suffering. And then I believe God's word is there to help sustain you during the suffering. We need to identify those. All right, so so let's go through these again. I want you to read Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. I I really do want you to read it. Just because I want you to see kind of how the word, I don't want you to just think about what the book says about suffering. What what does it say about going through a horrible day? Does it offer any real insight? And if you go, well, it doesn't, I want you to at least try to summarize the message of the book. And then I want you just to think about your own philosophy of of suffering and hard times, right? I I want you to do that. I want you to read Genesis 41, 28 to 54, 55, 56. Just, I, I want you to read that section over and over and over and over and over and over. Talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it then I want you to find a maximum of five verses that says, hey, suffering, you can count on it. It's a guarantee. It's coming, all right? Some of the verses may be explicit. Some, it may be implied. Be, be, be creative. And if you don't know, email me and say, well, what about this verse? What about this verse? If you're part of the Discord group, ask, ask there, okay? Other people can answer for you, all right? Then I want you to find five verses that, t- that helps prepare you for suffering. And then I want to find five verses that helps you endure suffering. So we need to, so in a sense, five verses that prepare that tell that warns you that it's coming, five verses that helps prepare you, and then five verses that helps you endure it. Total of fifteen verses. Now, you may not be able to find fifteen, but you should be able to find at least a couple in every one of those categories. I, I can think of at least I already can think of one. I can think of one right off the top of my head that would tell me that suffering is guaranteed. I I, I can already find that one. Versus to prepare me, I was thinking, trying to think about these, and I'm, that one I'm struggling a little bit, one, because I think I'm going to have a hard time distinguishing between those that prepare me and those that help me endure it. I think they're going to be very similar. So there I'm going to struggle. So what I'm going to have to do is probably find them, read them. I'm going to put them in a category, then go back and read them again and go, well, and then I may just say, hey guys, what do you think? And then try to find out what everyone thinks. It's going to be interesting to see what everyone has to say. But that is the beginning of your Bible study exercise for this week, a brand new week of Bible study, preparing us warning us about difficult times because I think one of the biggest spiritual pitfalls in many people's spiritual life is difficult times. Man, people's spirituality comes crashing down in many cases, falls apart when things go horribly wrong. Let's use what happens in Egypt, the horrible, hard times that come upon Egypt and everything that happens here with the preparing, the the having bread in the midst of it, it, to me, it, it yes, it, it's, it's a literal historical narrative, and I would never in any way diminish that, but the lesson is, well, okay, are we prepared for hard times, spiritually speaking? Don't we know they're coming? And don't we have bread to sustain us during? They had bread to sustain them. I think we have bread to sustain us. It's right here in God's word, but we've got to spend the time to go find it and store it up. We need our... Hard time emergency kit. We need our hard time emergency kit. That's what we need. You, you, when, hard time, go open that emergency kit. Okay, well, these five verses, man, they told me it was coming. They told me it was coming. Okay, I knew it was coming. All right, that's why I had my emergency kit. All right, here's, here's, here's the five verses that I have memorized way before now to prepare me for this moment. Right, so it's prepared me, and then here are five verses that I have to help me endure it. There you go. I, 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 I'm repeating a couple of times because I always make sure no one listening live jumps into the chat going, "Can you repeat that?" Or because a lot of times, right when I close out, then it'll pop up on the on the app going, "Someone just left you a comment." And I'm like, "Well, it's a little late now because I just left." I just ended the live broadcast. So I'm trying to give it a minute to give anyone an opportunity to go. Could you repeat those? I didn't get those. It, let me state it this way. If you're not listening live and you're like, you needed me to repeat something, very simple. Email me, newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. And I will respond quickly. I'm not going to give you memory verses right now um, because we're going we're gonna to find, uh, we're going we're, we'll, we're to be adding, mem- we're going to add probably maybe two, Maybe three memory verses this week. I'm hoping we come up with some good ones, but guess who's gonna determine the good ones we come up with? You. Yeah, see, that's why it's a Bible study exercise. See, you're to exercise yourself. You're not just to sit on the couch, eating a bag of Doritos and drinking a Dr. Pepper. You're to actually pick up a Bible and a notebook and do some work, right? See, that's, that's why we do it this way, right? Or you could just listen to me teach you, but then you don't benefit from actual study. Okay, so much more. I want. I. I'm. I'm. I'm the, I, I skipped. I, I'll just. I'll. I, I just. Just so that you see this, because you may. You may. You. Maybe you caught it. Maybe you didn't. I just want to show you. I did something on purpose. Um. And we may get into it this week. And I don't know if there's any significance. There may not be any significance. But during all of this is going on, right? When all of this is going on, uh, the text says in Genesis chapter 41, um, jump down here to verse, okay, verse 50, all right? Uh, And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, right? And it starts naming uh, a a number of names here, okay? He names his firstborn and then uh, the name of his second, is mentioned there. There's a lot of names mentioned in verses 50, 51, and 52. Right now, I you don't have to worry about this assignment right now. But at some point, I want you to um, I want you to look up those names and just see if there's any significance to the meaning of the names. Now, just remember when you look up names, look up in multiple sources to see if there's agreement, because if you look up in one dictionary, you look up here and it's like, well, nobody can agree on the meaning of the name, then by no means don't try to find some spiritual picture, just ignore it, right? But if if like, well, everyone agrees, then you can go, okay, well, is that significant to this part of the story? It may not be significant at all. It may not. But I just want you to, I, I skipped those names for a reason because I don't even want to mention them right now. But I just want you to know that we will be talking about them. But if you want to, you can go look up the names mentioned here. And um yeah. Yeah, they um, okay. Yeah. I'm thinking right now and we'll, we'll see. And you can just see, does it have any significance about what's happening? You know, basically there's going to be famine. Does, is there any significance to these names? There may not be any, but just so that you look at, look at all of them, just, not just the name of the children. Look at, look at all the names that are mentioned there. Look at me. You start with Joseph. Start with Joseph and just look at all the names mentioned there. All right. And then you can uh, tell me what you discover you don't have to worry about that right now but just just letting you know where we're going i i uh, yeah mm-hmm. because if, as soon as i start giving you the names i'm going to start talking about them and i and i'm not saying there's anything significant but it, it's something that i i just i i don't want us to ignore it this week i don't want us to ignore it so i'll just kind of start pointing you in that direction but you have got a lot of work to do you got you got you need to read alexander his terrible horrible no good very bad day I really do want you to read that. And I want you to start thinking about your philosophy on suffering. I want you to read Genesis 41, 28 down to just read all the way down to verse 50. Yeah, all the way down to verse 57. Yeah, just go, just read the read from ver, verse 28 to the end of the chapter. Uh, I want you to read that multiple times. And then I want you to work on finding those 15 verses. That's going to keep you massively busy. So I didn't want to even bring up the, any of these names right now. So I skipped them on purpose, but. I just want you to know what I'm doing that, that there's there's a reason, and we'll we'll see if we get to that. We'll see. Hopefully everyone will participate, and hopefully it will be a good week of Bible study, because I know you may be like, "Yeah, who cares? Yeah, you don't care listen. Listen to me. I'm going to end with this. I'm going to end with a little bit of preaching so many times when there's preaching about hard times or trials or difficulties, when we're not going through it. We can be like, well, okay, yeah, you're telling me famine is coming? Ah, whatever. I got plenty of bread right now. I don't need to worry about some coming famine. Seven years of famine. Whatever. Whatever. I'm good. Right here, I'm going to eat a sandwich. Just leave me alone, okay? I'm going to make me a pizza. Everything's good. And so you're like, I don't even care about that Bible study. And then all of a sudden when famine happens, boom, when the hard times come, then you're kind of like, what do I do? Why is this happening to me? What am I supposed to do? Well, maybe you should have prepared when things were going good. And this is your time of preparing for the coming difficulties that are surely to come. To your life could it come as early as this week, could come as early as this evening, could already be there. But it's coming. Hard times are coming. Difficult times are coming. Right, it's it's on its way. I can guarantee you. I don't know when it's going to knock on your door, but it's coming. And also, you're going to get the knock on the door, and you're going to open the door, and it's going to smack you in the face, going, "Hard times are here. I hope you're ready." Well, I want to get you a spiritual kit that you can run to and open up and go, okay, there's going to be bread in Egypt. There's going to be bread in Egypt. Does that make sense? I I hope that makes sense. Okay. All right. we will stop right there. You can email me newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a great day. God bless.